0: Hello, and welcome to the Anti-Racist Economy with Kim Creighton, Episode 4. As the Anti-Racist Economist, Kim Creighton is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation-free. Each month, and now actually every two weeks, join Kim and myself, Erin Mills, as we discuss pop culture, current events, social change, and sort of the ever-evolving you know, critical dynamics of anti-racism and psychological safety in the workplace uh, and in the social sphere. So uh, with that, uh, here we are at episode four. I'm so excited that we're doing this twice a month.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And also I want to drop in, make sure that uh, we we drop, uh, we publish every first and third. Tuesday and then we're in the veto hub every second and fourth to discuss that episode so if you want to come in on um at 12 at 12 um p.m eastern standard time on the second and fourth um Tuesday and the links will be in the show notes to have a discussion about the episode please come in you're welcome
0: we'd love to have you and Kim, usually we talk a little bit about what you've been up to lately, and I thought it would be great if we could start with uh, your feature in Technically. You were just interviewed recently, uh, had a great article come out, and uh, already see that article at work within their organization and, and obviously
1: already impacting others. So tell us a little bit more about that experience and the article itself. It was interesting because I've never done live on LinkedIn and so we had to figure that out, but it was with a group. Technically, I came came in contact with them when I was in my cause of scene days, when I w- um, was I did a series of podcast episodes to highlight the harm that was helping happening with um, girl development a techn technology teaching organization for people entering tech space and and it it basically was a bunch of white women doing white women things causing harm to brown and black women and so um they caught and it was interesting because they were the only media outlet that talked to that grabbed that story and so that's how I they we came in contact with each other and so they reached out when they heard about the book and wanted to do an interview and it's so funny because and this is when I know I know I know I know what I know because we only had 15 minutes and that was a jam-packed, improvisational 15 minutes. Um, there was like a, um, a right before it was like some, some questions he had or what, but that was unprompted 15, I was trying to get as much in as possible in 15 minutes in a coherent way. And the fact that people um, resonated with it was, was great. I mean, to see that my target audience of um, business leaders were sharing it and saying that they were excited about it and they were going to pre-order the book and and whatnot was 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 more than I expected because again I I never know what anything's um was going to come from stuff because I know my style or my approach I'm not going to say style because it's not manufacturer. my approach is very strategic and very intentional and very um, boundary latent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I know um, it frightens a lot of white folks, like our next conversation we're about to have. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I, I hope people get to a, a point where they understand, again, that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm only doing and saying what I'm doing in service to su- of supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation-free future. And we need to have these hard, challenging, complex conversations to move forward. And we're, we're just too, people are too afraid to have them. And we need to stop that because all that does is maintain white supremacy and anti-blackness. And so if folks are ready to really, if and this is why I challenge, that's why I don't call myself a liberal progressive or anything else, because those labels mean nothing to me. I want to see your actions and mm-hmm. too many progressives, too many liberals, too many moderates are too, are still not having the conversations we need to have to move our agenda forward. So you can't get mad at the other side who can, who can come together and coalesce over something when we can't do the same thing, when we refuse yeah. to have the conversations that'll help us get to the next level because they make us uncomfortable, because our feelings are hurt, because we can't manage our feelings, because whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so that's why it's obviously really gratifying when you do something like the technically experience. And then you see the immediate results. Yes.
1: yes. Because I don't often get that because right. so many people are in particular, just talk about LinkedIn. No one ever engages with my stuff because it's because where we are now, somebody can easily, say, Oh, you, you tagged or like Kim stuff. And so da. but only reason I know that people are engaging because um, LinkedIn would send me a notification that says so many people um, saw this thing. So people are engaging. They're just yeah. not no, people are reading or taking it in. They're just not engaging with it, right? And I get that because it's so frightening.
0: Correct, and and it's why you're here, yeah, uh, because the the, the the platform and the the ecosystem of the workplace, you know, environment is not psychologically safe. Mm-hmm. Folks don't feel comfortable agreeing, or they, they they don't feel comfortable taking a stand on LinkedIn because it's essentially. <laughs> a living resume and like the optics and, and yeah and that's why exactly. we're here that's why we have these conversations yes. because the work needs to get done and uh well it's a great segue uh what you just brought up into this week's strategic trigger action. <laughs> strategic <laughs> action um and so the conversation this week uh and and really the trigger for the conversation is Kanye West the missing piece of the pie the conversation that's not happening Mm -hmm. right uh and there's been a lot of conversation kim (laughs) uh but there's a real but there is a a pervasive conversation of the anti-blackness that uh that that is that is being ignored that has been ignored uh that is being
1: ignored it's being permitted it's being permitted it is being it's that's it's, it's not ignore is passive it is right. not it's not passive it's very active right black, active black anti-blackness has a very strong permissive structure permissive system yeah yeah, yeah. you're right not only is it
0: being permi- permitted it's it's being leveraged yes it's being yes.
1: leveraged uh yes.
0: for all these other agendas and resulting things that are happening out that based on the based on what's happened with Kanye so with that let's Let's dig in and um gosh,
1: where do we start? We can start here. Kanye West, and I've tweeted about this. Very few people start at anti-semitism or anti-Semitic statements. The gateway is always anti-blackness. And when black people challenged him or um yeah, challenged him on his anti-blackness. The whole slavery is an option, or was it? You know, uh, uh, all all the things that he does, all the massage, um, uh, massage noir, which is the intersection of sex, um, gender and 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 anti-blackness. Um, no one said anything besides the black women, black community. No one says anything. Not only did no one say anything, but again, when you said leveraged, he he was not a billionaire at, at that time when he started this. He was not a billionaire. He was a millionaire. He made money. He made money off his albums, um, but no one cared about his his anti blackness. Adidas didn't care. Uh, his his um, his talent agent didn't care. Who was rep- all of these people didn't care. And it's only when he <clears throat> and I'm just gonna say it when he became spewed anti semitic statements that people started paying attention. But even in that, black people were ignored because when he started with his anti-Semitic statements, black people went after him because we knew what was about to happen. We knew it. And then you have Sarah Silverman on Twitter saying, oh, I wish other people besides white people or Jews cared about what he's saying. And she got her ass handed to her because black twitter had been talking about his anti-semitic com- um, comments for more than a week so it proves what it demonstrates to me is she's not following enough black people mm-hmm. and so she's in some silo but she's also the person who is in blackface and y'all let that slide so in our so i really want to just talk about how my community sees this mm-hmm. Jewishness is different for white presenting Jews and Black and Brown Jews. And those are the people I follow. Those are the people I look at and I see the harm that is. So even white Jews aren't protecting the Black and Brown Jews. And when he was being anti-Semitic, Jewish people have Black and Brown people in their community they should have been standing up for, and they did not. And yet, as always, when white people get harmed, so we're going to, I'm even going to take the anti-Semitic statements out of this for a second. When white people feel attacked, then it's now everybody else's problem to be concerned about. No, no, we told you, same thing with abortions. Black people have their babies. White women have the most abortions and it's not us. When they were coming, and yet black women and their babies die in childbirth and child rearing more than any, but y'all ain't said nothing about that. So when Roe versus Wade gets overturned, now we're supposed to be care. We've been telling y'all what was about to happen. <laughs> we told you. But you didn't care until your access. And this is where we gotta stop. People with privilege need to, and this is why I don't, again, don't give a shit about empathy. Because until why I cannot wait for you to feel similar pain for you to give a shit about my pain. I'm not. We need to stop trying to compare slavery to the Holocaust. It was all t- 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 millions of lives lost for no fucking reason, a- except for hatred and, 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 and profit. Jews for hatred, but it is rooted in profit because people think they rule the world for some reason, financially. And slavery, we were free freaking labor that the whole globe benefited from. Our not being in solidarity only serves white supremacy right white jews who are not in solidarity and actively and loudly against anti-blackness are in service to white supremacy so don't get angry when it comes at you it was inevitable white supremacy only knows two things chaos and destruction there is no bottom so when it stops attacking black folks it goes to the next victim. It goes to the next target. It seeks its next target.
0: Right. Right. Yet. Blackness is always the lowest.
1: It's always the first, it's the, the gateway. It's the, it it the, the, it's the gateway.
0: Yeah. And right. Because no one is seemingly to care until it goes up to the next echelon, if you will, so even of marginalization, gonna, which is exactly. crazy, which is crazy that there's a hierarchy, but it's true. Well, no, there isn't it, like
1: model minority myth,
0: and I'm sorry, I need to correct myself. I just used the word crazy. And we, uh, talked about, we talked about last week. Yes, and um, that 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 can be really harmful. Um, that is
1: harmful. That could be. It is. You're yes. right. So we're going to assume that it's harmful. Yes, for, because it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a derogatory for people with um, mental illness.
0: Yes. So let me choose a better word. It's shocking. It's
1: absurd. Absurd. It's, it's nonsensical. nonsensical. There's a lot of words we can use. Yes. Yep. Um, it's harmful. It's, 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 it's short-sighted. It doesn't, it's, 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 um, immature. It's, it's, um, it's, um, convenient. Um, when you, and it's, it's the same thing with the model minority myth, Asian Americans. And I don't like to use American because again, there are three Americas, Asian U S citizens, but Asian Americans. When with the increase of Asian hate and racism, it starts with Black anti Blackness because the model minority allows Asians to fit in above US Blacks. So the closer you are to whiteness all over the globe, the better. And so that's the and that is why I say, and I, it's in the book. If you wanna know how to solve a problem, go to the darkest person in whatever community you have, because that's the person who's been implemented and been targeted the hardest and has had to, if they're still living, have had to figure out strategies for survival. And it's so been- until Jewish people are ready, particularly white Jewish people. Cause that's what I've had, a con- people have tried to come at me when I'll say, they're like, I'm not white, I'm Jewish. Yes, you are. Baby, let me be clear about this. Government applications don't ask you, are you Jewish? They say, are you black? Um, are you white? Black, non-Hispanic, black, African-American, blah, blah, blah. They don't, if, and if you check that box, white and can get away with it, you are white to me. I don't know you're Jewish unless you tell me you're Jewish. Right. You know I'm black. I don't have to say shit. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's not about equality. Another reason, example why it's not about equality, but it's about equity. Right. I, my person is a target, a permitted target, period. I walk out the door and s- systems, institutions, and policies that exist around the world say that it's okay to harm me because nothing will happen. Kanye West deservingly is being completely canceled. Of all the white folks who complain about cancel culture, all of the motherfuckers are coming back. Kanye is losing everything. Everything. Now, because he had so much wealth, he may be able to eat back out, but who's going to want to be, what brand is going to want to be associated with him? He's going to be, again, some far off group of people who are going to support him. Where this could have been a stop, could have been arrested when he was talking about anti-Blackness. Right. Right. And it, so
0: question for you, Kim,
1: yes. it's like, what would you say
0: to the person who said like, well, yeah, I caught wind of his anti-Black. Like, what would you say to the white person who says this? Yeah, I caught wind of his anti-Blackness, right? Like, do you think that white people feel as though they can't call that out because they're not from the
1: community? That's not an either or, that's not an and. And I mean, there's an and there. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is truth in white folks calling out black people right yeah and it has to happen and there's a way the reason white people are so bad at calling out white black people because when they call them out is root the shit they say is inevitably rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness even in the shit they say yeah so they exacerbate it so unless you they could simply say um when he I don't approve of or I don't condone or I don't want to hear or Kanye's anti-blackness. That's it. They, I don't need your fucking opinion, just that. Because mm-hmm. anytime you tra- you don't understand it enough, you don't understand right. whiteness, let alone anti-blackness. So okay. I don't need you trying to, and this is where you get fucking getting into trouble. They try, they they go too far. They get some shit, ain't your business. Like again, going back to the slap at the Oscars. Yep. The only reason, they tried they try to cancel Will Smith. Had he slapped a white man, his ass would have been canceled. Yeah. The reason you couldn't was because he's the most powerful black man in, in, in Hollywood, and he slapped another black man. Now, white people want to act like he committed murder. I know. With what Chris Rock said, if he said that at a family picnic, his ass would have got slapped. That that what he did? What, that was just some black shit playing out in front of y'all, which y'all don't see. Y'all don't see it because y'all ain't never, again, whiteness is so segregated. Y'all ain't in our communities. Y'all only see us on TV. Y'all only see us in these, so you don't know what our lives are like. Black folks who saw that, they might not have liked it, but they understood it. Mm-hmm. You came after my wife in a very public, and a very hurtful manner, and I'm checking your ass on that right now. I'm not going to do it. I'm doing that shit when you say it. And this is why I, I, I check white people. I'm not going to do it. I need you to get that right now because I don't want you to walk off thinking that was permissible. Mm-hmm. So as a white person, when you see, first of all, and this is why the book is Know Thyself. You got to start with, the, you need to check your own shit first. Yeah. We all have been indoctrinated in the same systems, institutions, and policies of white supremacy and anti-blackness. So we all have our own internalized white supremacy and anti- blackness that we have to deal with. So, as a white person, what you can what you can best do is retweet somebody black saying what you the sentiment you want. Just retweet that. You ain't got to yes. say. You ain't got to quote. Read. You ain't got to comment. Just right. retweet it. Right. So that it, the white people in your in your community who are following you on social right. media see what because they're not following me. I can always tell when somebody's not connected to a community. I follow trans people. I follow, um, again, black and brown Jews. I follow indigenous communities. I follow these people because I want to know what's going on when they say something that is not my part of my community. I want to know their perspectives. I want (laughs) to see where I can amplify them. I don't, if it's a black trans woman, I'm not going to quote retweet her thing unless I put like this or something like, like, you need to pay attention to this or they've said something that i can amplify based on my scholarship but i'm not going to act like i know their experience i'm not then nothing i'm going to say is about their experience i'm going to quote i'm going to just reach because their voices are what need to be heard but we saw the same thing after george floyd got killed Mm -hmm. how many times did white people go to white other white folks to explain black lives matter what So white people use that as an excuse. That's why I say it's right. And it's again, again, spot the pattern. Whiteness can only be cast as a hero or victim, never the villain.
0: Right. Right. And I think what's really interesting to me is I feel like this case study of Kanye exemplifies your premise that white supremacy can only cause chaos and destruction. And it does so largely by distractions. And so these excuses or distractions. And again, we're talking in constructs. We're talking, this is a construct that like it or not, we all live with. We've all inherited this. And black
1: people did not create this. So stop making it our fault. We didn't create this.
0: Right. And so if you can, and it takes work because the inclination, and we talk about this often as a white person, the inclination I can say on our end or my end, I'll speak for myself Mm -hmm. is you internalize it and you get defensive immediately. It is your, because you're,
1: you, you just, you just do Well, first of all, one of the reasons Mm -hmm. you're never challenged, whiteness is never challenged, so you don't have that muscle memory of someone saying no. That's all we get. That's such a great point, right? And that's such that's such an awful
0: elitist, like yes, supremist, like yes, you're right. Like no one ever said exactly. We've never had to justify walking into a room, being in a neighborhood, driving down the street. Like we've never had beating, none of nothing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right. So, so like the, so right. So like, yeah. So it, it, the defense, oh my God, the defense mechanisms just, in, they implode, right?
1: <gasps> but not I only think, the defense mechanism, yeah. also whiteness is using that, used to using that as manipulative. I've known several white women who tell have told me when they get pulled over for cops, they start crying. Or oh, mm-hmm. they go into the whole thing so they don't get a ticket. I was just talking to one the other day. I've never had. A, every time I've gotten pulled over, I got a fucking ticket. I don't get. I don't get the. I don't get the empathy. I don't get the benefit of the doubt. I don't get the assumption of positive intent. What I will get is, I'm gonna give you this ticket, but I won't give you this. I won't give you a super speeder ticket because you were going that far. I, what they? I won't get. I won't get you so you get points on your license. That's what I get. But it's still a four hundred dollar goddamn ticket. Right. That I know that that was. Five other white folks in front of me speeding the same way. Yep, 100%. I'll be the first to admit I've never had a speeding ticket, but I've been pulled over. 100%. Every time I'm pulled over for speeding, I get a ticket. That right there. Give me a second. That's. Even having these conversations, this is what people don't understand, white people don't understand. Having these conversations are triggering. Mm-hmm. The labor it takes me to get here every every two weeks to have these conversations are, are, are take an immense toll on who I am and what I am, and, and that's why I have such strong boundaries and hard boundaries and only work with certain people. Because this is me educating the oppressor while also processing my own oppression. And I'm no longer justifying that. I don't care if you're fi- because I'm hurting, ne- whiteness never cares that we're hurting too. When you get an email and you get your feelings hurt about the email, now the black woman has to defend herself. She causing harm. That's why that's, I don't believe in microaggressions. That's professional violence. So when you finish your tears and you go wipe your face and everybody's like, oh, cool, 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 Karen, how you doing? No one's asking Karen, um, Elizabeth what she's doing. How she's, no one cares about that because black women, blackness is not soft. It doesn't need to be nurtured. We, I'm just thinking about the black women that were experimented on without anesthesia so that we could have modern um, gynecology black women were experimenting on cut open without anesthesia during slavery. Oh my God. That is the, that's what y'all don't understand. Your inability to deal with your shit causes harm, generational harm. And, and, and I, And some may think this is off topic, but it's not because it's all still centered in anti-blackness. Right. Well, and, and Kanye
0: is an example. The Kanye conversation is an example of that centering because, again, he was completely ignored. Corporations couldn't give a shit about yeah. his anti-blackness. The, the sponsorship dollars were rolling in. The product.
1: He became a millionaire after saying He became a, a million, billionaire. billionaire. A billionaire. A, a billionaire. billionaire after saying all of this. A billionaire. And And then, hold on, I want to stop you because then the narrative is, well, if Black people didn't like it, why they still buy his music? Because we don't have the power. We can't leverage systems, institutions, and policies to cancel anybody. We don't have that leverage. And I'm going to be honest, there's some people in our community, same thing with OJ Simpson. They didn't give a shit if he killed that woman or not. It was the fact that a Black man had enough money to get his ass off for the first fucking time. That's all that we cared about. That's all the community cared about. For once in our life, we saw a black man win. Think about how toxic and that is. He was accused of murdering two people, but our trauma is so great that all we could hold on to was there's a black man who can get out of this shit when, when we've been hanging from trees.
0: Y'all just don't get it. Y'all don't get it.
1: Y'all don't get it. I can't talk about this anymore. Um, let's go to cannabis be joyful.
0: The fact that given the gravity of your work and the emotional toll that it takes on you Kim as Remarkable uh, as as you are, um, you are processing your own oppression as you as you said, and you're doing it on the world stage for the benefit of of white people, who you know that that is uh, that you extend tremendous amounts of grace uh, in doing so by by letting us experience this with you, um, and you find joy
1: in. I couldn't do this if I didn't. If I Your work
0: find and your team and your volunteer community. And there's so much to be joyful about, especially uh, your upcoming trip to Los Angeles, which is Also, we talked about this in the last episode, but like one of the new extensions of your work is anti-racist Hollywood. And you're really in a discovery process where you're taking the learnings that you've, you've gained and the principles and philosophies you've developed within the tech community and you're applying them quite naturally to the entertainment industry. And, and so, yeah, so you're going to LA to, to further that process, further that discovery and also to have team time uh, with with Lauren, who, you know, uh, I'll say, you know, your better half. Uh, she's just, <laughs> you know, ultimately responsible for so much of the work that, that does play out. Um, so, so how are you feeling on the advent of this trip?
1: Oh my God. I'm excited. Um, we're gonna, we're, um, staying right on the beach. Um, cause, and, and even in me saying that is so funny because now that anti-Blackness is in, because people are like, why are you doing that? Why why can't you stay? Because I we deserve to be where we we want to be, and so that's where we're gonna go there. We're gonna be where we want to be. We're staying in a place that is beautiful. Uh, we're gonna plan out 2023. Uh, we're gonna look at you know take a retrospective of 2022, plan 2023, and we're gonna enjoy ourselves. I know we're probably gonna do some mushrooms, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just chill and just have some because my assistant is a virtual we don't get I met her personally for the first time at my event for my um for the um launch of the anti-racist economist so we don't spend physical time together and we want to do that and enjoy each other's company and just celebrate what we've accomplished um since um we've gotten together and moving forward so yeah I'm very much excited about um Going out there um, and start starting to you know like you said discovery, laying the land, see see who's interested in conversations about supremacy of uh, supremacy, dis, uh, uh, cor- coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free Hollywood. Who's who's interested? What rooms do we need to be? Who do we need to be talking to? That kind of thing. So we're starting to plan that out.
0: Yeah, and it really couldn't be a better time because we are on the uh, award season. So yes. everyone is jockeying for attention and uh, trying to get nominated for Emmys for, excuse me, I'm sorry, for Oscars, for Golden Globes. Yeah. Uh, Emmys are behind us at this point, but yeah. but that's the season that we find ourselves in. And so that's where I feel like Hollywood is on full display for
1: better, for worse. And also <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's because so many stories about are coming out, how this downturn, economic downturn is hitting diversity you know they're closing all these all, right. they're closing all these diversity uh, programs they get to put people behind the camera and in leadership roles and that's again the anti-blackness why is something that will make you so much money you we've proven that blackness is the culture in every industry and yet it's the first thing that gets cut yep so yeah, that's yeah. what that's everybody I'm wants like a,
0: everybody wants the hip cool black art director yes. but then when when the PNL comes out, the first thing to go is DEI program, the affinity yeah, the groups, apprenticeships,
1: whatever the there EOGs, is, the resource groups, yes, the the pipelines that that make yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to be tackling. That's the stuff that makes me get excited. That's the stuff that makes me, um, yeah, just um, yeah, just I just it, it's 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 it tickles my brain. It gets me to just like oh how can we how can we twist that? What can we do there? So yeah. 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 Well, then there's also the fun aspect of L.A. is you never
0: know who you're going to run into. Right. Baby. So. Yes. <laughs> so if you had to pick uh, what celeb sighting would you like to procure for your trip?
1: OK, so I, I'm not a celeb person anymore, but let me tell you, I'll tell you this story. And So um, years ago, um, I, w- I am still a big fan, but uh, Denzel Washington. Right. So we were on we were taking a bus, to, you know, the bus tour and we were on Rodale Drive. And everybody had gotten back into the van, right? And I was in, you know how the vans had the door and you have to climb over. So I was on the wall and on the window this way. And I saw him coming down the sidewalk. I climbed over everybody, (laughs) get out the van. And he's right in front of me. And he's like, I was like, hi, I'm a fan. And he's like, hey, and then I started bawling. He was like, oh no! Gosh! It was Christmas time. He was with his son, Christmas shopping. And I was like, oh, "He's like, oh no!" I was like, oh, "I'm so sorry."
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! That that's an epic
1: sighting. That's yes. an epic sighting. Like, <laughs> Were you by yourself? No, my mom was there. It was a but because we was in you know the van, the tour van. So it was yeah, a van I- full of people, and I'm just out there. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I laugh about that to this. She's like, "Oh my lord, yeah." Oh my gosh. I'm I'm over everybody. I just knew I was in. Then I was just like, (laughs) "Ah!" Oh, that's incredible.
0: Yeah. 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 And he, I mean, I assume he sounded very nice, right? Like that's always reassuring. It's like when you. Oh no, exactly. He was like, it's okay. (laughs) I know, that's always the hope, right? You see these folks on the big screen, you you know, you have these, what you believe are very personal yes, connections. Yes. And then when you meet them, you want them to live up to it, right? You yes, want yes. to have that. Oh, no, experience. he
1: definitely was magnanimous and just great, because I, a woman coming at you, I and mean, I was in my <laughs> twenties, so I was still young, but still coming yes. at you and crying. It's like, can security, can you get this person? <laughs> yeah that was that was that was a very sweet and touching and I was like okay this is who he is this yeah. is who he is he's a caring yeah. person yeah so that's what it was it was not it was it was that he was just so I again climbing over and I come out and he's just like hey you know and it's like he's so nice <laughs> no forget nice he was kind he was kind kind yeah he was yeah. kind. yeah
0: Good. All right. Well, well, you've come a long way from the tour bus and you don't have to, you know, so you're going to, we'll see who you might see on the beach
1: of uh, of California. Yeah. Nowadays, I wouldn't be like chill talking. I'd be like, hey, you want to go get a drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got some gummies. You want some of those? <laughs> I was going to say, or apparently shrooms, apparently. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, good. Well, I hope you have a wonderful time.
1: Yes. Yes. I always do. And I'm looking forward to just chilling.
0: Good. And planning for the
1: future. I like that. I get, I like planning for the future.
0: Good. Good. You know, and we talked a little bit about your volunteer network just a moment ago. Coming back from 2023 planning, you're going to have a vision for next year. What's the best way for folks to get involved? If they hear this podcast and they say... I want to join the movement, Ken. Like, what would you suggest? What's the best way for them to join the movement?
1: All my social media handles have my link tree in there and it has a link that says volunteer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have whatever specialties you have because we definitely help with marketing and social media because my me we, Lauren and I, are, I go on social media just to, I don't know nothing about the marketing part and she's not even on social media. Um, and so definitely we need... More people, more hands to get work done. Mm-hmm. We need more hands to get work. It's great the retweets and all, but that doesn't get the work. That still leaves all the work on me in my small team. And so right. we need just need more people. So just go in my all the all my social media bios have the link and just um yeah, click, fill out the uh, volunteer application, tell us what you'd be interested in doing and we'll get you on board. Okay. After interview, that's I gotta make sure you're lying with what, I, what I'm what i doing. Because mm-hmm. um, if I have to be around you, you have to be safe. You have to be safe for me and the, pe- the most vulnerable. So mm-hmm. um, if you're gonna volunteer, make sure you come with the right mindset. But one thing I can say is, volunteering with me is not just about a good feeling, you learn, you're getting an education that most people pay a shitload of money for. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, or they don't have access to, Um, and you can attest to that, so yeah.
0: I can attest firsthand, Uh, and you'll always be learning, and I think that's what the commitment is about, and the understanding is just that, like, ultimately, the work is never done, and you have to be okay with that, and just understand that, again, that's why I said, can you always extend tremendous amounts of grace uh, through your education, Um, because it is, it's going to it's going to go on um and I'm grateful for my opportunity to learn with you so
1: and so I want to go back I want to end with where where we started we talked about the technically interview one quote that he put in the article was something I said what kind of ancestor do you want to be that's the question what kind of ancestor do you want to be And I want to leave this world profoundly better than how I came into it. Wow.
0: I think with that, there's only one thing left to say, right? (laughs) And it's our our log off, right? So it's,
1: (laughs) right? Will you join us? Yeah. We're laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful, authentic, and strategic in action will you join us that's the only question the doors of the church are open <laughs> the doors of the the doors of the synagogue the mosque the temple are open they're open yes. so come yes. find a seat yes yes that is what this movement is it is an elevation of us and our humanity and so will you join us